We get the best of both worlds. I've always been clear that we could make a success of no deal. Je reviendrai vers vous comme je m'étais engagé. I believe on your loyalty. Eight forty-six. Che Hyung Joo is back with us in the studio for On the Pulse. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. And the week that was then, uh, you'd have to look pretty closely to find headlines that weren't COVID nineteen related. But there have been a series of intrusions by civilians on military bases, and maybe, or maybe not. There is that connection to the general atmosphere and situation <laughs> in the country. But this is certainly concerning. It is. Well, on Monday, a 57-year-old man surnamed Kim was arrested for breaking into the Capital Defense Command's air defense base located in Xi'an, Gyeonggi Province. Well, the man was not caught by the military until a guard watching surveillance camera footage saw him at around 12.40 p.m. And this was an hour after Kim uh, dug the fence and broke into it. There were similar incidents before, though, in the country's southern province. Yes. Uh, JCS, uh, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, said on Monday that there had been another case of uh, intrusion by a 73-year-old man at Jinnan Naval uh, Base Command in South Gyeongsang Province two months ago. Uh, the man entered the base through the front gate without being checked at around noon early January, even though five soldiers were there on duty at the time. And, well, at the time, one guard was answering a phone and another two were checking the vehicles entering the base. So he wandered around the base for about an hour and a half before he was caught by a guard and handed over to the police. Well, the Navy said that he, had, uh, he was later found to have a mental illness. Well, there's an explanation for that one, but uh, I guess we're still but looking still, for more details on the first. And it, well, it's not an excuse on the military side, is it? Because someone could do that for all sorts of motivations. And if we go further south, Jeju Island has a history of this. Yes. Uh, earlier this month, two civilians entered a naval base on Jeju Island. On March 7th, uh, four activists who had long opposed the construction of the base cut the barbed wire, and two of them went into the base at around 2 p.m. They wandered inside the base for nearly two hours until a guard found damage on the fence and reported the situation to his supervisor. And according to the JCS, new closed-circuit cameras that replaced older ones in October and December last year were incompatible with the existing surveillance system, so it did not pick up the intruders. Defective equipment, perhaps? Lax discipline? Mm-hmm. What well, did the defense minister say? <laughs> well, uh, Defense Minister Chong Kyung-do held an emergency meeting with the senior military leaders on Tuesday and discussed the causes of the intrusions and countermeasures. Well, Jong said that there cannot be any excuse for such incidents, as intrusions this year have taken place despite the military's earlier promise to ensure sufficient surveillance after a North Korean fishing boat carrying four sailors was found in Samchok port in Gangwon province last June without being detected. So um, the, the JCS said during a press briefing on Tuesday that the military takes the situation seriously and will seek measures to prevent such events and also thoroughly investigate the unit command structure and take follow-up actions. Well, while, um, again, there may be this kind of COVID-19 fingerprint on everything in the country right now, uh, it would be a stretch to blame coronavirus for these uh, lapses. And Mm -hmm. and you've managed to find some other stories as well that aren't at least directly related to COVID-19. As uh, we discussed a few weeks ago in Heads Up Monday, that a court hearing would be held uh, for former Justice Minister Chogul's wife with a new panel of judges. What's happening with that trial now? 
Well, uh, Seoul Central District Court said on Wednesday that it will not consolidate the uh, cases of former Justice uh, Minister Cho Guk and his wife, Dongyang University Professor Cheong Kyung Shin, who has been detained in relation to uh, allegations over academic fraud and financial wrongdoings involving her family members. Well, the court explained that the issues of Cho and his wife are quite different, and also there are other defendants involved in Cho's uh, case who are not related to Cheong's charges. So back in uh, January, the court had previously decided that it would not consolidate the cases, but with a new panel of judges, the prosecution asks once again to consolidate them. And last week, a sole court turned down a request for bail by Zhang. That's right. Uh, Zhang had uh, asked for a bail, citing her poor health condition and the need to better defend herself in the ongoing trial. But the court dismissed the request and there is a possibility of her destroying evidence. It also said that there is no valid reason to grant the bail. Uh, with the court's decision, Zhang is expected to remain in detention until May and she has been detained since October and was indicted the following month. Well, during the hearing uh, this week, a witness made some interesting comments about Cho's daughter during her internship. Right. Uh, a professor who was the head of the research center at uh, Korea Institute of Science and Technology, where Cho's daughter did internship back in 2011, uh, attended the hearing as a witness for the first time. And he said that he hardly remembers her because she stayed for a very short period. But he said that he recalls her as he had heard a shocking anecdote of the intern who would sleep during the entire day. And Joe claimed that she did an internship for a month, but prosecutors said that she came to the research center only for four days. Uh, Also, Joe said that she was given a translation work for the research paper during her internship, but the professor said that he did not give such assignment, but gave research tasks, and uh, she was assigned to wash equipment in the lab. Well, a lot of personal details about the family, the Chaw family, have emerged in recent months. Uh, imagine if coronavirus as an outbreak had happened a few months earlier. How different this would have re- been in the older how different domestic recent news history would have been, headlines, right? right. Um, now, Seoul Metropolitan Office of Education superintendent facing a legal complaint for remarks he made. We did touch on it this week, but mm-hmm. as is the nature of this segment, looking back on the week that was, you've got some more for us. Yes. Well, Joo Yeon is facing harsh criticism from uh, teachers' unions for his remarks that called regular teachers and school employees a group of people who get a salary even if they do not work. Well, to give you some background, Joe made the remarks on his SNS on Sunday in a discussion regarding the need for schools to delay the start of spring semester again. And he said that there are two groups of people in schools who get paid even if they do not work, while the other uh, do not receive a salary if they do not work. And he said that urgent measures will be necessary for the second group if schools again delay the new semester. Yeah, I mean, there are lots of groups of people in the country who are getting paid yes. without working or for... More, a lot of part-time workers. Or, or less work. But, but the thing is, non-regular school workers do need support. And the, the sadness of this case is that the comments have been... Um, His choice of words. The choice of words, <laughs> which you can appreciate more than me with the, with the Korean nuance. But the way they're translated mm. in English is that the emphasis has gone on the wrong part of the sentence. Right, true. Well, so uh, he, this remark has started up backlash as the comments could mislead people about regular teachers. An NGO has filed a legal complaint to the Seoul Central District Prosecutor's Office that Joe has defamed teachers' reputation. And some have filed petitions on the website of the Seoul Metropolitan Office of Education demanding 
his resignation. And teachers' uh, unions have also issued statements criticizing the superintendent that his regard, uh, disregard and distorted perception about teachers were reflected in his remarks. He did apologize for what it's worth. Um, speaking of non-regular workers, though, a delivery man has died and there's debate over whether he passed away because of his heavy workload. Since many are staying at home and expecting these delivery staff members to come and bring us everything we need to our yes. doorstep. A 46-year-old man, contract delivery man surnamed Kim, was found dead during his shift last week while working for Coupang e-commerce firm, uh, which is well known for fast delivery within uh, 24 hours. Uh, well, he was found on the staircase of a residential building in Ansan, Gyeonggi province. And according to the police, the cause of this death was heart disease due to stress and overwork. Uh, while Kim was on duty for overnight delivery, which starts at 10 p.m. and ends at 8 a.m., and he had joined the e-commerce company in mid-February and had been delivering for 14 days after training. Yeah, I mean, night work generally is very stressful and and challenging to do no matter what you're doing. But what's been the response from the company? Well, Kupang says that his uh, workload was half of that of an average of his delivery man worker uh, because he was new to the company. And according to the company, the the number of the delivery orders soared from 2.2 million in late 2019 to a maximum 3 million per day in late February when the confirmed cases of coronavirus spiked in the country. And also the company says that it has increased its hiring of part-time workers to make up for this growth in demand. And last month, a surge in orders delayed coupons overnight deliveries of fresh food for a few days. You know, the course of this outbreak has raised questions like, can we improve things in society? Are we learning lessons from this forced efficiency? And maybe less working hours is one of them. Do we really need... Not less working hours. I think people are learning to work remotely. But what what, what I want to say, though, is do we really need nighttime deliveries? Do we need to force people to go out and do that 24 hours a day? Well, Korean people like to get things done very fast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that's a topic we can pick up another time because that is it for our show today. Thank you very much. Che Hyung-ju. Thank you. And this morning we'll be back Monday, 7am. COVID-19 live updates in English and then Chinese for the next hour coming up next.